Richards Bowie Versus Tillian Is this year when I'm glowy Am I killing? I hope it's not a blowy Or a villain It's time for Bowie versus Dillian. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Bowie versus Dylan. I'm Charlie and I like Bowie. I'm Jake and I love Dylan. And uh, Chaz, today you are stretching after a run, and we are traveling back in the very, very, very not too distant future, or past, excuse me, of the year 2017. That's right, Jake. I am stretching for a run. A run that I just barely finished before. Uh before recording this episode of yeah. Boy vs. Tillin, because I care. And I think uh, in, this, in this episode, uh, or in this latest edition of Men's Health, um, what, they're, what they're trying to tell us is that you can both podcast, stretch, and drink a beer at the same time, which is what you're doing. Um, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm living proof right here, Jake. Absolutely. And your abs is cut, right? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> hmm. Let's go with that. Hey, what age did you... Now, you and I, you know, have been healthy, you know, throughout our lives, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but not exactly cut, I would say, ever. No. Uh, what age did you decide, like, oh, man, I'm never going to have, like, abs again? Like, I'm never going to have... Like, again. A- again, okay. Yeah. I, I have had, like, some little abs, like, yeah. twice in my life. Sure, sure. Me too. I hear you. One was in high school when I was on the cross-country team. Word up. Sport I did in high school. Good job. And two was when I dressed up as Edward Scissorhands for a Christmas party <laughs> and won a two six-month memberships to the YMCA, my wife and myself. Oh, wow. Before we had children, before we had kids. Yeah. Shortly before, not too long, but before we had kids. Uh-huh. So we went to the YMCA twice a week for six sweet, sweet months. Yep. At the end of which we realized we couldn't afford a membership to the YMCA anymore. No. So we were poor. And uh, during that period, I was uh, I was looking good. Yeah, nice so one. We were both looking good. Okay, so was it immediately after that you were like, "Oh, that'll never happen again," or was it re- more recently? It was definitely. I mean, my, my hope might have like had a, I might have had a little more hope burning during there that maybe we'd uh, you know yeah. make a little more money and be able to afford gym membership. Right. But then once we had our first child, and you know, like a couple months into that, when you realize what's, what your life's like from here on out, then I think that was probably what happened. And now you're, you know, you're, you're, uh, you have three, and you're in your, you know, mid to late thirties, mid, yeah, mid true. for you, late for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just don't think it's going to happen. We can be healthy still, though, right? Sure. Well, I still have. Maybe? I don't know. I can. I, I had. A, I had a goal, a lifelong goal, to run a half marathon. Oh, nice. And maybe even a marathon. I gave up the marathon one quite a while ago. Good job. Anyway, you know what I would really like to do, though, Jake? Yeah, tell me. Let's talk about David Bowie. I'm going to do that right oh, now. Oh, we weren't Scott doing that? I thought, we, I thought we were Wait. talking about him. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm going to kick off 2017 with Retraction Action. Oh, Retraction Action. Let's put the song right Get the song here. Go. Retraction Action. Hey, man. Sorry for the distraction. The Johnny's in the basement mixing up some detraction. We know this segment's not the main attraction. We've got to hit you with Retraction Action. Oh, man. That's a good one, Jake. Thanks a lot. I haven't played that. I haven't played that in a long time. Here's a Dylan song. Now, I want you to entirely re record the song because this isn't really Retraction Action. Oh. I'm, I'm calling it instead uh, inaction action. 
This is a- something giant that I completely forgot from my recent year. <laughs> oh, no. So it's not that I got something wrong. It's that I just missed something that I really shouldn't have missed. It wasn't a very big year. Wow. So let's take you back. Shocking. Just a few episodes. I know. It is shocking. I'm embarrassed. Embarrassed, Jake. But I'm, I'm you know, uh, confident enough in my masculinity to admit that I made a mistake mm-hmm. and do a flashback to episode 37, only two episodes ago. Okay. To 1985. Oh, wow. All we talked about was Live Aid and nothing else. Yeah. And uh, Bowie did almost nothing. But he almost did something that was really kind of a big deal. And, we and that was it. that he almost released an entirely remixed album in 1985. Oh, okay. I know. Oh. This is something that happened. And this wasn't a time period when people didn't release remix albums, you know? Okay. Remixes were just like starting to be a thing. Wow. And Bowie was in them and all the remixes are terrible. All of them. I mean, <laughs> I think most all remixes are pretty bad now too, but yeah. there are good ones. And in, in general. There's some really like creative, really interesting remixes out there. Sure. But not in the early 80s, Jake. No. Every single one of them took the existing song, put a stupid drum machine on the back, yep. and repeated the like last third of it three extra times. Yep. Okay. And that's all they did. That's it. That's, that's like, it. Can you give us an that example? Magic, can you give us an example of a remix? Remix success. And they slapped it on to a, you know, 7-inch, and then with a different version on a 12-inch single. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. a different yeah. version on the CD single, but that wasn't until a little bit later, you know. Early 80s, they still weren't CDs. CDs weren't, weren't necessarily coming out for every single thing. No, 80s. no, certainly not. It was just, they were just getting their start. So Bowie was apparently going to release, it actually it had like a release date and a cover and everything. No one really knows why this thing didn't happen. Weird. It was called... Dance. <laughs> it was called Dance. So he followed up da- Let's Dance, and tonight he was going to follow it up with Dance. Okay. <laughs> um, now, I am going to encourage all of the listeners at home to pause the podcast in just a moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and do a little quick search here for, let's see here, the thing is it's so generic that you might not even come up with it, just David Boy Dance. Let's see. Let's do, do a search for David Bowie dance album cover. Oh, it's magnificent. You sent this to me one time. Oh, I've sent it to you, baby. Do you remember? <laughs> Several times. Oh, yeah. All right, so pause right now, everyone, and yeah. look at it, and then come right back. All right, go. Pause. All right, ready to go. All right, you back? Oh, they did. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Well, that was violent. That was violent. Jay, you must not have looked up the episode because you're the dang Jay. Well, well, I did look. Yeah, you would have laughed just a certain speech. Well, I'm laughing now. It's, it's a honey, Jake. It's a real honey. It's a real honey. Do you remember what it looks like, Jake? It's... Yeah, was that the one where he's, like, peeking through the, like, weird Zubas, uh, like, uh, yeah, design? Yeah, the Zuba range. Yes, the yeah. Zuba pattern range with a giant umbrella. <laughs> yeah. He's got his head out and his head is catching the Zuba range. <laughs> See, that is funny. Absolutely outrageous <laughs> smile on his face. I yeah. don't know what's going on. Just a, you know, they would call that in the business a crap-eating grin, pretty much. <laughs> they wouldn't use the word crap. No, they would use the word poop. Sorry, everyone. I am going to give it a BVD award, even though it didn't come out. I'm giving it a BVD <laughs> award for the most so bad it's got Alan Cutter. You just play fast and loose with the rules around here. It didn't even come out. <laughs> are there rules, Jake? Oh, no, I, I think there are. <laughs> yes, I just do whatever I want, and I did it. He did anyway, it, folks. this album that didn't come out, that has never come out, mind you, 
it was going to have mostly released remixes from Let's Dance and Tonight. Although Let's Dance, I, I, this is what I read at some point on the official David Bowie website, but I think they've taken it down since then. Let's Dance didn't have, they had like one remix of, of them all, and Tonight had a whole bunch of them. Oh. It was supposed to be, Jake, a mega mix total dance party. What does that mean? Meaning, apparently. <laughs> okay, tell me. That uh, except for the side break, because it's vital. There would be no break between the songs. Oh, like that a club, generic, like a club experience or a DJ, yeah, a DJ experience. Backbeat, you know, drum machine was just going to continue from one song to the next, and that was it. That's a great idea. It's <laughs> a really good idea. <laughs> I don't know idea. why it didn't happen in November of 1985. I know. If it was ever going to happen, that was the time. That was the time. That was I it, mean, baby. It didn't happen. Um, now, very quite recently, Jake, in just this last year, just 2018, in yeah. the most recent gigantic, you know. 13 or whatever, 12 to, I don't know, multiple disc. It was 11 CDs, 15 LPs, I think. Bowie era box set. They did yeah. use the cover, which, of course, was uh, right. was amazing. It's amazing. They <laughs> it's used the cover for just a, a different just <laughs> compilation of remixes from throughout the 80s. So why? Just, so it wasn't actually the one. So I have a, it had some of the same songs. But I have a question. What, yeah. what are these silly, you know, and I'm, I mean you know, uniformly, like, excellent box sets for, if not to release this kind of crap. I know, I thought for sure. Come on. I, you know, if you recall, I did a big prediction post about what I, I thought was going to be on that one. I and do I, remember and that. I included the, this uh, unreleased dance remix thing. Of course, why not? Such, like, perfect, it would have been such perfect, lazy box set, you know, like, yeah. for the fans, you know? So lazy. Like, it was almost, it was supposed to be entirely, or almost um, all released stuff. There was at least one exclusive track. But the thing existed, because the album was ready to go. And for whatever reason, Bowie changed his mind, or some, somebody changed their mind, presumably. Somebody did. Like, it would have been so easy. They wouldn't have to do anything. No, it's just sitting there. Like, just, you know, just get... sitting there. Pay me to remix, you know, to, to remaster it. I can do that. Well, sure. Yeah, give me, like, not, a million bucks. that thing out, you know, because nobody cares about it. Everyone's going to listen to this thing once and never listen to it again, you know? Right, they're going to just it's laugh at the cover, shove it back in the set, throw it on their exactly. shelf, that's it. But, you know, and the fact that they only use the name of it and the cover, like, says to me they're never going to release this original crappy remix album, so. All right, well. I don't know. Okay. I don't know, Jake. Well, now, now that you've done that, can I do a retraction action real quick? You got one? Yeah, hey, let's do it. let's play the song play. again. Right now. Alright, go. Go, go. Retraction action. Hey man, sorry for the distraction. Johnny's in the basement mixing up some detraction. We know this segment's not the main attraction. We've got to hit you with retraction action. Um, okay, so my retraction. so nice, we played it twice. Uh, hey, absolutely. It's top of the charts, baby. With a bullet. Uh, Retraction action, if you'll remember, in the episode 1979, which I believe was our last episode. It was just last episode, yeah. Yeah, I um, got a little excited about the So Bad It's Good qualities of Bob Dylan's Live at Budokan album. And I think I was re-listening to our episode when it came out, because I download it to add to our numbers. I don't know about you. (laughs) Do you do that? I just don't get get around to listening to it most of the time. Oh, what a bummer. Anyway, uh, oh, this is the part where I'm talking and skip your part. Yeah, well, that's what you do in the podcast proper as well. <laughs> yeah, that's let's move along here. I got some more talking to do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you got depantsed in the last episode because I was like giving you a multiple choice question. You were like, "Hey, what? What? You're talking?" That happened. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. That, that was embarrassing. Very bad. Yep. And so let's all pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> retract that act. Retract huh? that act. <laughs> all right. Anyway, my retraction action is: I think I gave. Uh, Live at Budokan, like a negative 0.5 or something, because yeah. I was sort of enamored of its so bad its goodness. 
That yeah. should just be like a negative two. It stinks. It's bad. <laughs> and all the it things. It doesn't matter because I Bowie won handily in 1979. Yeah, so I was it just. It, it bothered me as I was listening to myself um, be like, you know, get a little excited like it was the roadhouse of crappy Dylan albums. Okay. And all right. I, you know, I don't take like, back anything. Like it was the, da- the uh, dance remix cover of, you know. Yeah. Like I think it was a little less delightful than what I than what I said. I mean, all, okay. all the all the things I said about it are true. It is so uh, bad it's good, but it's not that good. So I'm just going to give it like a negative two. Okay, that's good. Job. There you I mean, go. Hey. I will admit that I, you know, going back, I would change points. In a Me few too. Places. Me too. But that but was I a glaring ever, example. I don't think I've ever come up with one that I would change more than half a point. I think and, I and gave. I, I know, that, and I don't think there's ever been one where it, where it would actually change the uh, the results of who won. No, no, we 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 have agreed that that just can't be. That can't. Happen. I mean, we're not going to do it anyway. But I don't think even would, even if I had been changed. Those I, I think gave the winner would still be the winner. I gave Infidels' 1983 Bob Dylan album too many points. Yeah. Because I was like mixing critical reception plus my own feelings, but critical reception means nothing. It's all my own feelings. Yeah. And that album stinks as well. So whatever. <laughs> Infidels. Infidels. You know what it made it better was that Bowie had agreed to oh, produce it. I think everyone in the and in fact everyone just take a second, turn to the person next to you and agree <laughs> that Bob Dylan's Infidels would be either worse or better or both if David Bowie had produced it as played. It would have been more entertaining. Can we agree on that? Whether it was better or worse, it would have been more entertaining. Definitely. And, I mean, they both had a propensity for weird, like, Afrobeat or Caribbean or reggae. Oh, yeah. So maybe, maybe there would have been more of that. Who knows? <laughs> Bowie's got a couple sweet reggae tracks in 1984 <laughs> tonight, which we have not done yet. we got to do 1984 soon. Oh, man, right that's then. such a bad year. But, yes, that's I do his, need to That's do his it. worst remaining album, I think, out there. Yeah, it's Bob Dylan's worst live album. Coming up in 1984. 84, tune in. It's going to be good. It's going right. to be real good. What did Bowie do okay, hey. in the year 2017? <laughs> well, Jake, as now that we're recall, 12 minutes he didn't in. do anything because he sat in, oh, I think his ashes were scattered. He was dead in, 19, in 2017, Jake. Oh, so I've forgotten. He didn't do anything. My condolences. And he was cremated, and I don't remember what happened to his ashes. I think they were scattered somewhere. Yeah. So I don't think they were just sitting there and they were mixing into yeah. the fertile earth the cliffs of dover maybe that's that's a popular <laughs> destination hey that sounds like a good one he, <laughs> he was he was big on just doing what everyone else did so he probably did the cliffs of dover. <laughs> uh, a sewer in london i don't know he was well known for doing exactly what everyone else wanted to do yeah okay <laughs> but jake just because he wasn't alive doesn't mean that a whole bunch of stuff couldn't happen relating to him and we're going to talk about that, Jake. Let's do that. First of all, let's recognize that Bowie's last album, the excellent Black Star, came mm. out in 2016, which means deep into 2017, he was still winning awards for it. Oh, yeah, sure. Of course. It came out in January of 2016. Right. And then he died, and like everyone's like, this is the greatest album of yeah. all time. He died two years later, two days later, yeah. Which, the people were already saying how good it was before he died, and I was, I am proud to say that I texted you that it was his best album in 30 years. Yeah. Before I knew him, before he was dead. So yeah, that was I pre-podcast. Stand I stood by it. Uh, anyway, he won, Jake. Not one. Not two. Not three. Not four. <laughs> but five Grammy Awards. Gee, posthumously. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It was like Heath Ledger as the Joker all over again. So many well, awards. He, he would have won that anyway, too, I think. But Probably. Boeing, it's hard to say what he would have won. He, he stood, stood a chance of winning something in here if he hadn't died, but he wouldn't have won all these. No way. No. So let's no. take a look. He won Best Rock Performance for Black Star. Song, not the album. He would not have won that one if he hadn't died. 
Okay. The Black Star song is excellent. Don't get me wrong. It's 10 minutes long, though. They wouldn't right. give this to him for a 10 minute long song. It wouldn't no. have been the nominated. No, okay, fine. So he ended up listening to Best Rock Performance for Black Star Song. He also won Best Rock Song for Black Star Song. Hmm. I challenge you to figure out the difference between those two categories because I do not have a clue. I have read about this and I still don't know. So Is it the difference like between the songwriting and the Correct. arrangements, maybe? It's the songwriting or versus the actual performance. Is there a third one? One for the songwriting and one for the arrangement and one for the actual performance of the song? No, I do think it's, it's how the, do you like it's the song you separate the difference between the performance and the, the arrangement, you know? It's the songwriting versus the actual recorded performance of the song. Okay, all right. Still well, confusing. For both of those. Okay, great. For both Good of for him. Good for him. Uh, best Alternative Music Album? Yeah. That's not Black like Star. one he probably would have been... I think he probably would have been nominated for that one. I don't know if he would have won it, but... Yeah, especially... I like to give out to old guys with a comeback, with a big, a big flashy, solid comeback. Especially since... I'd like to give that to you know, people who are actually doing you know, innovative, cutting-edge, like, new music. Yeah. Um, although Bowie did it on this one, I will stand off. Stand, I'll stand by him on this one. If he won plenty of other awards, he didn't deserve, but not not this one. Okay. Uh, best recording package is another one that he probably would have been nominated for. The uh, vinyl package for Black Star was pretty uh, notable. Mm, like there's sure. all these crazy things that people get vinyl. Like if you left out the sun, it starts to sparkle and stuff. Yeah. And, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There were Caesar parts, and there's like hidden text, and there's all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't own the vinyl version. I probably should. You should. It sounds like it was awesome. And people were finding the CD stuff out. Was cool too, but not not like the vinyl. People were, it, yeah, for months and like like afterwards. years. I think like just last year something came out about like yeah, yeah on the probably. vinyl only version. If you left it in the moonlight, it started to talk to you or something. It was crazy. <laughs> there was stuff like that. One of them was I like, know you left it in the sun and well, it, there was, it started to sparkle. Well, there was like text that appeared on the on the record or something. It was something yeah, crazy. It's crazy like stuff. I don't even know everything. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So that's that one awesome. seems like one that especially like that far later, people would have found a lot of the stuff. People would have been impressed by it. So that one seems like one that might have happened. And the last one he won was for Best Engineered Album, Non-Classical. <laughs> if he had been in the classical category, he would have got blown out of the water. <laughs> Which means he won all five, all five uh, nominations. Yeah, the they could have nominated him 12 times. So Best times. Engineered Album, yeah, He would have won 12 times. Too. So his first two probably wouldn't have happened. The other three would have stood a good chance of happening, anyway. Sure. In addition to not one, not two, not three, not four, but five nominations and wins for Grammy Awards, Word. he also had... Not one, but two wins for the Brit Awards. And he's a Brit. Because he, he is a Brit, even though he had not lived in the UK regularly since, uh, I don't know, like the mid-70s, like 1973 wow. or something. So like 45 years. Yeah, he's, well, he never gave up his uh, citizenship. Oh, good for him. You know, he, lived, he lived in America for the last, you know, Did he get knighted? 25 years. Uh, I think he refused it, if I remember he right. He refused it? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is. God save the queen indeed. He most definitely was not knighted. If I believe, if I remember correctly, he was offered it and chose not to. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, his two wins for the Brit Awards were British Male Soul Artist. Yeah. Presumably best, but the word's just for the British Male Soul Artist. <laughs> and the, Jake, the prestigious MasterCard British Album of the Year. <laughs> hey, all right. You know, that's been around since 1742. The MasterCard, British <laughs> vocalist of the millennium. When you're buying an album you can't really afford, reach for your MasterCard. <laughs> you're buying the $35 vinyl version of an album you already own. Richard Mastercard, Jake. When an artist dies and they keep releasing very expensive vinyl versions of his previous work, reach for Mastercard. Rub your Mastercard on the album to reveal. <laughs> if you press it in, you press it really hard onto the cover. 
the words in Instagram will show up backwards on there. When you want to accidentally purchase something by putting your MasterCard inside the CD player, well, reach for MasterCard. <laughs> hey, Jake, I got a new <laughs> segment. Oh, yeah. Starting up here. Hey, do I get to participate? So, I want to participate. I want to participate in something. Are you going to let me do that? Well, sure. I okay. already have the title. I, I thought about coming up with different names for you. No, that's fine. But then the very first one that popped in my head was that perfect blend of hilarious and idiotic. Uh, it's it's pithy and, you know, it's easy to remember, okay. but also obnoxious. All right. And uh, I just couldn't I couldn't say no to it, Jake. Okay, so, well, hit me. I'm, are you ready? I'm You're, not mad at you. The Go name ahead. of my new segment... This is a this is a posthumous category for a posthumous segment for Bowie. We've only okay. done one other posthumous year, and that segment this is called Bowie's Fat Stats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I tried to come up with like the, the, the title equivalent of some earworm earworm song on the radio that's obnoxious and you hate it, but stuck in your head all the time. Sure. Anyway, like was, Angels in the Centerfold or something. <laughs> that probably would have been the first one to pop out, but it's now. I don't know. So. That was the first one that popped into mind. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I was thinking of Uptown Funk. Or Uptown Girls. Uptown Girls also. Yeah. Uptown Funky Girls. Angel in the Cinephone. My Angel, Angel in the My memory has been sold of Angels in the... Uptown Funk. I was reading about Uptown Funk again recently because it's been sued honestly five or six times. Oh yeah, they, <laughs> they stole. They stole from and everybody. I'm really, I'm really kind of interested in that in my you know private life as a school librarian, media specialist. I I do stuff with copyright. And I teach kids about you know how to not break copyright and things. Yeah, we've so like, I read about some of this more recent stuff sometimes. That song has been it's lost at least twice. I think it's settled a couple times. I don't know what's going on with it, and then they weren't. But it just gets sued all the time. Yeah, it does. But it's part of the, like the nature of the song, you know. It's, it's part true. Of the reason why it's so like it's like you know, a catchy. It's, it's like a, it sounds like you heard it. It sounds like you heard it before like ten times. You it's know, it's like a Franken song. It's like all the best parts of oh, all the yeah. songs. It's like every eighties funk and you know Minneapolis Sun song all together at the same and time. And like some hardcore rap that they like sanitized. I read about one of those things. Anyway. Okay. So Bowie's fat stats. Here's the thing, Jake. When you are a platinum selling, uh, era defining rock musician who dies. Which I am. Go ahead. You, which you are. Uh, everybody releases tons of stuff. Like, there's just, you lose far more music after you're dead than you did when you were alive. Death. Most far, time. far more. Yep. It will happen to Bob Dylan someday, Jake. I know. I, it, it could be. for the wise help belief on the podcast that, that Bob Dylan will never die. It could be. It or could be. Or the very least will outlive the two of us. It could be today. It could be never. Whatever. <laughs> Somewhere between today and never, is my guess. <laughs> Precisely. So I, Jake, painstakingly went through all of the official releases from Bowie's camp in 2017. All right. And uh, calling them against based on release dates and suggested retail price. Okay. Which I did my very best. It is a little hard to find some of them because some of them were so limited that you cannot, they're not sold anymore. Oh, too bad. You can't find them anywhere anymore. Sure. So I, did my, I took my best guess. Most of them I could find the actual suggested retail place. So this is admittedly, like when I'm coming to cost here, you probably would have gotten them cheaper because almost nobody sells things at the suggested retail price. But that was the only way I could go. Of course suggested retail I understand. So, in a mere 12 months, there were 23 different releases, Jake. 23 separate releases for, for separate David releases. Bowie. This is not counting oh different variations of the same product. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So this is not counting like if a CD and, D and a record came out of the same thing. That there doesn't count as two, it counts as one. There were 23? 23. It doesn't count the different colors of vinyl on the same release. Or like the one Yeah, sure, was, sure, sure, sure. Or the no. seven inch that was cut into the shape of a star. Like that one doesn't count <laughs> that as a separate rad, one. rad though. It's the, same, it's the same as the black one and the clear blue one. And there was one more of them. I can't remember. I'm forgetting the last one of those. Oh, the CD was the last one. Anyway, 23 entirely different releases. All right. Um, so there's 35 total, including all the variations. Goodness gracious. Okay. This is, all just, this is just physical products, too. I'm not counting about. I'm not counting digital stuff. Here. This is unless the thing, Unless the thing only came out digital. If it only came out digital, I counted it. Otherwise, it didn't. All right. Fair. Fair. Very fair. Of those 35, <laughs> so of those 23 different versions, releases 35 totals, variations. four of them contain any previously unreleased recordings whatsoever. Four. Nice. Four. Four. Hey, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Four. For a total... Of 24 previously unreleased tracks. <laughs> okay. Solid. Solid year. All of, them are, all of them are live tracks. Oh, bummer. Not so Every solid. Every single one. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a naked cash grab right there. Naked cash grab. <laughs> you should have called it Bowie's, Bowie's Naked Cash Grab. It's <laughs> Bowie's Naked cash, cash Grab Fat Steps. There we go. Just pile it up. Smush it together. Lord knows they did. Go ahead. <laughs> If you were if you were a vital completist and got every single thing released on vinyl, this includes the different variations of every product. Okay. Uh, you would have purchased twenty five different items. Yep. And at the Zesty retail price, you would have spent six hundred and eighty five dollars. Wow, that's a pittance. That's fine. <laughs> I need oh, all nothing. that stuff. Nothing for a fellow like yourself, Jim. Oh, absolutely. I find that in my couch. Cushion. If you are a CD completist, mm, which I am, you would have purchased eight items. Mm hmm. And it would have spent two hundred and seventy-five dollars. Well, I mean, that's even more of a pittance. That's nothing. <laughs> and if you only bought the unreleased items in the cheapest possible physical formats, okay. whatever was the cheapest, including digital or physical? Oh, you said physical. physical. Okay, gotcha. Into the digital. Gotcha. Uh, you would have spent two hundred dollars. Wow, two hundred so bucks for twenty-four tracks. Did you did you break down how much the tracks were per? You know. Like how much? Well, you would no, pay per track? right now, that'd be eight dollars per track. Hey, that's you know that's fine. Now the biggest thing here, Jake, is uh, and I'll talk more about the actual a couple of the, uh, the actual most notable products of the year. Right. Only two of them that are actually really notable. Right. Is he had a big fat you know archival box set? You know, a eleven CD thirteen LP box set. There were two exclusive tracks on that. Two never before released. That's recordings. it. That was all. Yeah. Well, those, those are not intended. Those are like the... That's know, an archival. Like sweeping up. It's an archival thing. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. like put everything together. One of the live albums on there, they found a couple more songs that had never been released, so they found them in doing research for the projects, and they stuck them on there. So you wouldn't have to buy that entire, you know, $150 box set in order to get those two tracks. Dang. <laughs> you would have got a heck of a lot of other tracks, too, that just wouldn't have been previously released. Yeah, Pre- who cares? Who cares about them? And finally, Jake, if you bought everything, if you bought every single physical release, yeah. and then the digital ones that had not were not released physically, okay, you would have spent one thousand and fifty dollars yeah. on David Bowie that year. You know what? That's too rich for my blood. I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop it right there. Like if it was, you, Jake. If it was nine hundred ninety nine dollars, sure, I'm in. But a thousand fifty? No. One thousand fifty. It's fifty one dollars too much for you. You're in four figure territory, sir. That's a lot. Four figure territory. That's a lot. So. I'm going to give you just a couple of the most notable releases here. Okay. Um, the first one is the No Plan EP. 
which no was a, oh I remember that was, yeah no this one was like it seems like it'd be interesting it has um three it was it was more or less an extended EP like an EP or an extended single sure included Lazarus off of which is the one of the singles off of Blackstar and the most notable one off of Blackstar um and then three other tracks that did not that were recorded at the same time as Blackstar but did not make the cut this would be a very like essential cool. exciting release Except that all those songs released on the Lazarus cast recording the earlier, earlier <laughs> in twenty in twenty sixteen. Oh no! What? As as a second disc on the Lazarus cast album. Oh, so they couldn't even hold Bane that back. They released completely unnecessary. <sighs> they released it as CD and three different vinyl releases. As previously stated, one of them was regular black vinyl. Sure. I think it was seven inches. I don't know if it was seven inch or twelve inch. Can't remember. Doesn't matter. Sure, it was twelve. Second one was clear blue. Nice. And the third one was white cut into the shape of a star. Okay, that's rad. It's rad, but it was... Superfluous. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I don't remember how All much, right. but it was a lot of money. It was gratuitous. They were like, they were like made to order. Oh. <laughs> I, I know. So, made to order stuff typically is super cheap and affordable, right? Oh, yes. yeah. I mean, that's how... <laughs> when I buy my... No. Uh, when I order my Lamborghinis, they're made to order and... Well, they're made to order. You know? And I find that that brings the price down. It's a real steal. It's a real steal is what it is. <laughs> Next up, most of the thing was an entire unreleased, an entirely completely unreleased live album from 1974 called Cooked Actor. Oh, yeah. a little bit more. Uh, from the second leg of the Diamond Dogs tour, which was renamed the Philly Dogs tour because he had, he was turning soul. So oh, sure. It's a pretty interesting, you know, mid transition to a soul period album. Okay. And none of that has ever been released before. Oh. Or to my knowledge, even late. Oh, no, I think it was bootlegged, but I don't know. I'm not into the bootlegs. Shocking. And then he also had the big fat box set, New Career in a New Tab. So those yeah. are the most notable releases from the year. So there you go. And okay. uh, my last thing here, I don't have a lot to talk about for Bowie this time. I don't know, I've probably been talking for a long time anyway. You have been. Do. <laughs> but uh, the year in hair, Jake. Ah, the year in hair. <laughs> Posthumous year in hair. Posthumous year All right. It's all dusty and ashy because he's dead and ashes. Oh, come on, man. That was that was horrible. It was, it was true, Jake. It was true. Just hit, hitting you with the truth it was just Jake. A, it was just ash, hit, ash hair. It was ash hair. Ash hair. Okay, so what do you give it then? Ashes what's, to ashes. What's the, I'm not uh, doing points yet. I'm not doing points yet. Well, you, you give the year and hair points as oh, we talk year about Oh, points. Oh, yeah, that, those points. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um... Even though he doesn't have hair anymore, I'm going to yes. still put it above many of his hairstyles. Okay. Or to give it a two. <laughs> uh, we have desecrated the memory of so many things right now. That's fine. That's hey, what we do here on this podcast. I think I have made it pretty clear over the last 39 episodes how much I love David Bowie. Yes, you have. You have. It's true. And I think I've tributed him again and again and again. And I only make fun of them during the 80s episodes and early 90s episodes. So, it's pretty good. I guess. I guess. (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Uh, We could sing Ashes to Ashes right now, Jake. Yeah, why don't you do that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Ashes to Ashes. Fun to funky. We know Major Tom's a junkie. Strung out on heaven's high. Meeting an all-time low. Okay, you gotta go now. Hey, that's I'm fine. Done. Okay, uh, I don't I'm know. Beer. I'm done stretching, everyone. <laughs> we were I'm all worried this. if you had been stretching for 30 solid minutes. But <laughs> we thought maybe you'd hurt yourself. 
So no, no, just, I'm feeling good. Good, good. Hey, I'm so glad. I'm feeling so alive. <laughs> uh, it's just that lactic acid and alcohol coursing through <laughs> your veins. Well, it's a heady combination. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Hey, uh, are you drinking a Michelob Ultra? Because that's what exercisers do. <laughs> no. What? Drinking a Summit uh, Brute Lager. Because whenever I'm in my early 20s and super hot and I run up a fire escape of a 15-story building, all I want is a Michelob Ultra. That's it. <laughs> and I have one. I apparently have not seen whatever commercial oh, I've seen right now. Those are probably years old because I don't watch TV anymore. But that... Well, I don't watch TV anymore. All right, let's talk about Bob Dylan in the year 2017. Yeah. What, is, what are you drinking, Jake? Hey, oh, um, let me well. tell you. You're not stretching, but you are drinking beer, right? And yeah, no, I don't stretch, run, or do any of that stuff. That's for losers. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jake, I think you mean uh, hot older guys. <laughs> hot dads. Silver foxes, you mean. Yeah, you know my hair is very gray. It's abnormally gray for a 30-something. Yeah, um, so I was thinking, like, you and... I had, I had an old lady at the grocery store complimenting my hair today. But it came pretty obvious that she thought that I dyed my hair gray. It was an interesting conversation. That is a weird conversation. <laughs> she then went on to talk to me in weird detail about how uh, she'd been to the doctor and her cholesterol's high and she's 40 pounds overweight. And damn it, she was just going to dye her hair red and cut it short and not be gray anymore. Holy I didn't know what was going on. Holy I took my free sample and I moved along <laughs> to the next aisle. I just, I left <laughs> that I area. Went. I just went. <laughs> Well, you know, um, apropos of that, here's the beer I'm drinking. <laughs> is that the apropos of that? Yeah, you know, this is some. This is a comment that will directly relate to what you just said. It's okay, this, this, is the, this is the beer that I'm drinking. It's called, it's a, from Terminal Gravity Brewing in Oregon, and it's called an Eagle Cap India Pale Ale. And I'm drinking it out of a can. And uh, segue to nothing um, from this comment that means nothing. Uh, my father-in-law, uh, Jim... We know him as Grandpa Jim around these parts. He was over here, and I gave him a beer, and it was in a can, and he said he hadn't had a beer in a can in, like, decades. I was like... Decades? Yeah, and I was like, did I mean, you the miss... Whole, the did whole you... canned beer, like, good beer happening in cans thing, that's a, a few years old, though. I know, but I think that it was, he... a little, it was a little shocking when it first started up, I mean, but it's been a good three, four years, I feel like. I've it's more than that. Cans. It's definitely more than that. It's, like, five, Well, things started earlier out, you know, out in your... Right, country, you know. Right, yeah, especially for I mean, beer. The Twin Cities are like, you know, they're a lighting rod for the Midwest. They're hot. Midwest is like Real two hot. years behind for everybody else, you know. It's true. It's true. We and still get it a couple years before everybody else, but. And so I realized that he must be drinking like he doesn't drink crappy beer, but he definitely yeah. drinks like mid, mid tier beer, like the regional, like the Sam, Sam Adams and Lining Cool stuff like that. A little bit above that, but you okay. know, kind of the Goose Pacific. Islands? Well, Pacific Northwest versions of those, so it's going to be like Alaskan Brewing Company. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's going to be Drop Top. There's a, uh, oh, Widmer Brothers. Widmer Brothers is like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, It's kind of like the upper crust lining kugels of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, I guess And they don't don't do the cans, I guess, so he's just always, he's just in his lane, he likes what he likes, and uh, they don't have it in cans, so I was was glad to open his eyes. Nothing to be embarrassed of, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely not. You're doing all right there, Jim. Yeah. You're doing all right. Hey, Jim. Keep it going. Hey, Talk Jim. about a silver fox. I, that guy. I wow. <laughs> wow. I haven't seen Jim in years. Well, his hope hair. The guy, he, hope the guy's doing all right. He's got hair down to his butt, and it's white. Pure white. It's amazing. <laughs> his hair down to his butt? Pretty much. Yeah, he's Seriously? been growing it up for almost as long as mom has. If wow. not longer. Okay. Yeah. Which is like 10 years. Yep. That's correct. 
That's correct. Hey, hey, let's hear about David Bowie. All right. Or not David Bowie. Let's hear about Bob <laughs> I caught myself this time. You didn't have to catch me. Yeah. Like yeah. I like it when you don't realize you've done it. And I just let it, I just let it go. <laughs> Which is a lot of the time, yes. That's a lot of the time. All right, let's get let's get to it here. Bob Dylan. Okay, yeah, yeah. 2017. Uh, let's start with the never-ending tour. You know, Jay, I have an important uh, question really quick. Yeah. Here. Is, this yes, real real is this a real question? Keep going. Is this a real question? It's a real, well, no. Okay. Was Bob Dylan alive in 2017? Oh, yeah. Wait, let me check my notes. Uh, my notes say that he was alive. Oh, I'm still, I'm still hoping you would check your notes to find out the answer. Do you want to continue? You know what delights me when you do that. There's, there's some pieces of evidence that say that he was alive. Like, you know, it's kind of like, if, is the world round? Like, prove it to me. But here's some evidence, okay? Um, he was on a never-ending tour, and he played mm-hmm. 84 documented shows in, in the, across have, the entire that's, world. That's, that suggests, that's not very many for him. Not even over 100? No. Are you sure? Are I'm you positive. Sure he good? Uh, don't make me check my notes. I have again, one more question sure. before I let you go a little bit longer. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I, doubt, is, I doubt will that. The, will the never ending tour continue after <laughs> Bob Dylan dies? No. Will it end? Well, the name suggests that it won't, so I'm confused. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, That's it is. Called, you know what? But Bob Dylan doesn't call it the never ending tour. He doesn't like that anymore, even though he came up with it. So maybe it will end. Maybe it's just a tour. Just a tour. It's Maybe a, he, he did. That was a strategic choice on his part. It's called it the. the name. So that when it actually ends, no one's going to be like, hey, you're a liar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they won't scream Judas at him anymore, you know? <laughs> you <laughs> believe you're a liar. I don't believe you. You know, there's probably some guy sitting in his basement of his mom's house or something and being like, just waiting for him to die so he can be like, you lied to me. <laughs> it's not the unending door. Yeah. You are that bad. <laughs> oh, man. You're right. Sorry, no, it's actually me. I am that man. I only... <laughs> <laughs> One of us if is... If he dies while we're doing this, still doing this podcast, we're going to have a very special Bob Dylan's dead episode. You know that, right? Well, I... I've already thought about I this. mean, you know, I joke, but I don't think he can live forever. I'm not sure, but... <laughs> We may deal with the devil. Well, Prove it to me. clearly documented, so. Yeah, but I thought that was to become a better musician, not to live forever. Well, I, I would mean, think he a... was smart enough to throw in the live forever part, too. You, you think know? he can do a two-for-one on that? I'm not sure. Well, I mean, souls are, are worth quite a bit. You can be a good guitar player and live forever, you know? What's the point of being a great guitar player if you can't, you know, live forever? Um, not, uh, this is too philosophical for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't take this. All right, 84 shows, 28 in Europe. 56 in North America, and this leads us uh, to a, a new segment that I've come up with, Chaz. Hey, whoa! Um, okay, so I was thinking, like, Bob Dylan was whoa, 76 years old uh, for the majority of 2017, okay? And hey, then, he, you know, he's playing 84 shows, which we've established is not very much for him, but which is an incredible amount of shows. Oh, it's incredibly large number. For a person in their late 70s, their mid to late 70s. Okay. Right. So That's I've come everybody. up... I've come, over 100 shows almost every year. Oh yeah, but we managed that like three times in his life. Right, right. So uh, this this led me to um, I, I was thinking of like public figures and other musicians, and this is the game show, Chaz. It's called Who's Older Than Bob Dylan. <laughs> Ooh, I like it already. All right, you like this one? Okay, uh, who's older than Bob Dylan? I will give you when Bob Dylan was born. That was nineteen forty one, and uh, okay. obviously I will not give you the rest of the participants. Otherwise, I'll give away the answers. And that's not okay. really, that's I'm going to think about each of these really quite, really for a really long time, 
And please ignore any like clicking noises in the background. <laughs> so I was like, ah, Google.com. Is it Google? At Google? What? Oh. Mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> All right, here's the first one. Yeah, I promise. I promise. Not uh, all right. Yeah. Is Paul McCartney older than Bob Dylan? Ooh, that's a close one. We just, my wife and I were just talking about this recently. That's weird, but go ahead. Well, I, I don't remember because you're like, I didn't explain myself. I don't need to do that. It's not necessary. It's not at all. I think, I think he's a little, I think he's a little bit younger. You're right. He was born in 1942. Way to go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Is Ringo Starr older than Bob Dylan? I think Ringo Starr is older. He Ringo is. Ringo Starr is a couple years older than the other lads. He the is. He was the elder statesman. He was born in 1940. Okay. He's going to say like two years older than the rest of them. All right. Is Jack Nicholson older than Bob Dylan? Oh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I saw his first movie. Cause his first movie, Jake. But the only kind of reasonable part in was the original version of Little Shop of Horrors. I think I knew that for some reason. I think I, oh, I had like a bootleg version of it. I had not a bootleg version, just a really cheap. You quote to me in version of it at some point. I got it for $2 or something. I used to work in a video. Uh, I'm going to go with older. He is older. He was born in 1937. Older. Yeah, he's older than you think he is. He's older he, than is. he came up in the 70s, but. Yeah, but he was very young, or he was, you know, he was already there in the 70s. Okay, Uh, is Mick Jagger older than Bob Dylan? I'm going to guess that Mick Jagger's younger. He is, 1943. What about Keith Richards? You are, you're killing this. What about Keith Richards? I'm going to go with Keith Richards also being younger. Yeah, also 1943. I figured they were about the same age. I thought they were lads together, you know. How about, yeah, they're probably like best friends or whatever. Um... What about what about uh, what about presidential candidate and noted you know you know I don't know confused person Joe Biden <laughs> is Joe oh, Biden yeah, older should, than Bob Dylan? I should know how old he is because he's right around the same vintage too. Oh, he's vintage. I think right. he's I think he's younger. He is just a bit younger. Nineteen forty-two. Man, I these are I, all like in and around at the same date. I thought that I would. Confuse you to no end, but you are not. You might confuse me, but I've, I pulled it out a couple times through my own confidence. Other times, just dumb luck. Yeah, it's better to be lucky than good. That's what they say. Uh, okay, how about George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush's son? That's how we know him. I'm gonna go with George W. Bush is older. George W. Bush is actually younger than oh, by five yeah, years. Okay. All right, your first miss. Five years. Whew. 1946. Okay. What about Bill Clinton? Let's see. Uh, okay, because Bill Clinton was the young, second youngest president elected when he was elected. Second. In 1982. Okay. <laughs> he was probably about 40-something then, like early 40s. Gee whiz, Chaz. This is a lot. I know, I know but that puts him like... Okay, I'm going to go with him being younger. He is, by five years. He's the same age okay. as George W. Bush. Okay, all right. Okay, who are we missing here? Oh, okay, uh, almost uh, just a couple more. Willie Nelson. Is Willie Nelson older or younger than Bob Dylan? I'm going to go with older. Yeah, quite a bit. He's eight years older than Bob Dylan. Okay, all right. I thought so he was he's in his, He's well into his 80s. And, Chaz, yeah. last but not least, the Queen of England. Older or younger than Bob Dylan? <laughs> older. Oh, yeah, lots. She was born in 1926. Still alive somehow. Way to go. Hey, can I share a couple? I, first of all, I enjoyed that segment, and I am proud of myself for being... Really you well. killed it, man. Really well on that. You did like eight, nine out of ten or something. Not, I only got one wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's George correct. W. Bush is the only way I got wrong. Um, 
I want to say just one thing really quick, and that was I learned this week that uh, Debbie Harry yeah. is older than Bob or than David Bowie. What? Lead singer of yeah. Blondie? A Blondie, yeah. Are you serious? She's two years older than it. She got a late start, apparently, because you know, they didn't start until like 78, 79. Yeah, I she thought already, she was like... She was, a, a, she was already like 33 by that time. That's crazy. I thought she was, she was like... 1945. I thought she was like 23 in that... I know, I know. Day. I assumed as well. I was like shocked by this because I saw... I mean, she released a biography or something with some quotes about Bowie and giving him cocaine. Which, you know, basically every... <laughs> Every entertainer in the entire world has given David Bowie yeah. cocaine. At one, if they were alive in the early seventies, they gave Bowie cocaine. Didn't you give him some cocaine back then, Chaz? I wasn't even alive, and I still did it. I you still, still, you were still kid. into it. I still did it. All right. Uh, uh, what else? I, I had three things I was going to say. Oh my gosh! Only three. Oh, I won! I won scratch off twice today, Jake. Whoa! You are you are hot, so baby. I, you know, I bring I bring uh, my five year old with me to the grocery store most of the time. Sure. If he notices the scratch off area, and if I happen to have a one dollar bill in my pocket, I will play the scratch offs with him. And we won three dollars, so we immediately turned that right back around and bought a three dollars scratch off. Yeah. And we won three dollars again, and I really had to get home so we could do the, the podcast. So I have not done <laughs> the third scratch off yet today. Well, you have to. Downstairs what are you doing? You need to go now. I know, I'm, I'm hoping for it. that. That one's got a maximum. Win of twenty thousand dollars. Pretty sure I'm gonna win it. For uh, some reason. Podcast on the go. Let's do this road trip. Yeah. All right. Was that I your third thing? Was, was that oh, your third thing? Was just about age. This is not important. But I recently learned that one of my coworkers is eighty nine years old. What? A coworker? Like still employed? 89? A coworker. She works at the school I work at. She's eighty nine years old. It's Dang. awesome. She's killing it. Way to go, okay. that lady. Damn, Vera out there. Hey, you're not Vera. Nice one, Bev. We love well you, done. Bev. We love you, Bev. <laughs> She once told me that I was handsome enough to be a music, um, to be a movie star. So I, I've liked her ever since. So now you're like always eating lunch with her. <laughs> so now I'm in Bev's corner all the time. So I was like, and how old are you? Hey what? Bev. <laughs> hey Bev. You get how handsome I am. Hey, you? is this my good side, Bev, or this side? <laughs> Both. You don't say. <laughs> I assume she's not blind, but I can't confirm. <laughs> Can neither confirm nor deny. Well, if she thinks you're handsome, then she's deaf blind. Oh, Jake, Ouch. why are you to be like that? I don't know. Hey, Jake, Jake. Hey, what? You're hurt. You're hurt. Yeah, I don't know if that's true in this. They I cut think deep. Cut, cut real, real deep. Yeah. Real, real deep. Just have another beer. It'll be fine. I just finished off this one, so it's, it's a good idea. Okay, next thing that Bob Dylan did, besides uh, Be Old and Tour, uh-huh. is he released a little album, Chaz. I don't know. Maybe you've heard of it. The biggest surprise of 2017 in the music world. It is a little album known as Triplicate. Yes! Oh, I was hoping Triplicate came out this year. It totally no. did. Triplicate, your favorite Bob Dylan album. Was right here. Oh, oh yeah. man. It's your favorite. Three discs of glory, Jake. It's three discs of absolute mid tempo, languid glory. <laughs> so languid. All covers. So many covers. All Most covers. covers. All covers of, uh, you know, I, I think after um, <clears throat> after his first two forays into this, uh, I think he's starting to run out of covers. But that didn't stop him from putting out the most of <laughs> all. Dig it up. Yeah. Three sweet discs worth. Three of sweet discs. Now, Triplicate was recorded in Capitol Studios in California with Dylan's touring band. Mm. Um, and this is without mm. the use of overdubs. This was performed via no overdubs, huh? tight arrangements with no improvisation. Don't even think about improving on this I one, won't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, I won't. I won't. just play the page, okay. Chaz. Right, Bob? It's in front of you. 
the I'll notes are there. I, I can do it. I can do it. Okay. If Sinatra good, right? was it was good enough for Sinatra. Why isn't it good enough for you? You, you know, I'm good. I, you know, I'm good for it, Bob. You know, I'm good for it. Are you? Because I will not tour with you anymore if you don't just play what's on the page. Oh, whoa, Bob! You know, I'd love to see my wife and family again. It'd be okay to stop touring I'll with you. I'll kick you off for no good reason. Oh, your wife and family don't love you anymore. <laughs> well, I'm actually no way I am. I've been on this never-ending tour decades <laughs> for 33 years. <laughs> Never-ending tour. Hey, it's almost uh, it's almost thirty years old in 2017. That's a lot. All right, so Triplicate is three CDs and/or LPs, uh, however you prefer to think about it. It is thematically divided uh, between the three, with one disc foreshadowing the next. And I'd like to. Con- mm. I'd like Does to- the third one foreshadow the first one? Uh, totally. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Hey, time is a flat circle, it's never-ending, etc., etc. I would like to confirm or deny that, but they all sound the same to me. All the discs <laughs> They really do. It's like the, the, the tempo of them all is just, it's just stunningly, like, relaxing and languid and, you know, just <laughs> totally easygoing, just like, they do not vary whatsoever in tempo. Would be my would be my assessment of the entire. Thing. You know what they should have done, Jake? It's kept yeah. the drum beat going between your songs <laughs> and just made it a one mega mix nonstop dance period. You know what? They could have done it, and no one would have noticed. It would have been like a, <laughs> like a tasteful snare and hi hat thing, like a that could have been it the whole time. The whole time, it would have just gone through. Um, up on the drum machine, walked away. You know, despite every song being exactly the same, they did release three <laughs> singles off of it. Well, they dare no better release three singles yeah. from Chipperkit. I <laughs> one from each disc, Jazz. You got it. Yes. I yes. I could have told you is one. The other one's called My One and Only Love, and the third is Stardust, which is a classic. Mm, that is a classic. Um, each of the songs had a video on YouTube, which you can still see because YouTube still exists. And each, each one funny. each one features a vintage record player and the needle drops on, you know, one of these old like gramophone things. Mm-hmm. And it just plays the song and you just watch it spin round and round while you listen to it. That's the music video? That's it. I, st- I, I I hesitate to call them videos, but they are they are, I guess, technically so. So there you go. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Directed by doesn't matter. They're just record players. <laughs> Directed by the two of us. <laughs> we did that guys. We did it, guys. I guess our royalty checks are forthcoming. No one watches them (laughs) online. Apparently, Triplicate didn't make any money. I don't know what to say about that. I don't know. Um, It did debut at number 37 in the U.S. Oh, I wish it was 33. That would have been better. Number... Okay. Or number three? uh, Number 36 in the U.K. That's that's better multiples of three for you. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, hey, hey. It's okay. Hey, hey, that's good. That's good. I'll take it. You know, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. I'll take it. It's okay. I'm just, yeah. a, I'm just a gigolo. Yeah. Just a gigolo. <laughs> well, you said you had these, all these... Your gigolo days are behind you. You know, I was just thinking you had all these $1 bills in your pocket, and I was wondering if you were a stripper or just a gigolo. <laughs> I had one $1 bill in my pocket. Well, you're not much I'm of a just, stripper. I didn't say you are good at it. I'm just a regular it. suburban dad. I'm just a gigolo. Just a gigolo. <laughs> Hey, All right. 
Uh, this leads me. It's a triple album, Chaz. Uh, Dylan's first and probably last. We're not sure. <laughs> Hopefully, Alden. Hopefully, uh, and uh, I, I have America's other favorite game show. Uh, supplanting who's older than Bob Dylan is the brand new game show. What's longer than triplicate? Yay! Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, keep this to. I was gonna do movies and all that stuff, but actually, movies are almost always longer than even the longest albums, which is too bad. Right, that's true. So I'm gonna keep this to music albums. Um, I will tell you how long, or should I tell you how long triplicate is before I? You probably should not tell me how long. Okay, I won't. <clears throat> All right, I won't tell you how long triplicate is, but it is it is a full three three disker two three three hander yes. as they call it in the business. Uh, do they? Do yeah, they? Yeah, no, they do. Um, so, what's longer than triplicate? A. Pink Floyd's The Wall. Okay. Oh, I I, I thought I wasn't sure if there were more choices or so which one was why. Just like that individual one is the question. Yeah, that's it. We're going to just give you like. Seven I'm going to say no. The wall is not longer than triplicate. Okay. The wall is technically yep. a, okay. a double a double a album. Double album, yep. Okay, uh, B. Sixty nine love songs by the Magnetic Fields. Uh, that is a triple album. It is. It's got sixty nine songs on it as well. It does the sixty nine songs. Twenty three mm-hmm. on each disc. I'm gonna go yes. It is. It is longer so than was, triplicate. That was the CD age, and triplicate fits on three LPs, which means you know. We're, we're a little limited to length, like 150 minutes total tops on that on that puck. Now, hey, so now you're using your noodle. I think, I'm thinking things through. Yep, yep. Yeah, you sure are. Okay, how about? Uh, worry, no, I was thinking that because the wall is definitely a double LP. So it is. Yeah, okay, it goes. Uh, is melancholy and the infinite sadness by one oh, of our it's favorite be bands? Longer. What? It's gotta be longer. Longer. Which one's longer? Triplicate's longer? Oh, sorry, melancholy's longer. It is. <laughs> it's only a double yeah. CD, but it's Significantly way longer. Significantly sorry, because that. That's probably each disc is over an hour. Well, sure, it's only two. It's only two CDs. I don't know how many LPs it is. So I don't. I don't have. I don't. I don't have many stats for this segment. But Melancholy is 124 minutes. It's it's a lot longer than Triplicate. Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay. Which right. is crazy because it's only a double CD. All right. But I, I would have expected more than 124 minutes because that means there was actually space left on the CDs you could use. <laughs> You're right. Because you could do like you could do like. 80. I mean, he still managed to release that five disc box set of leftover songs. You know, airplane flights high. Uh, left with yeah. leftover songs, he could have stuffed some of those onto Melancholy. And not to mention the super deluxe edition where there were so many more songs from that era. <laughs> Crazy. Which you do own, don't you? I do, and I love it. Love every second of it. Uh, all right. How about the? Not every second, Jay, because I know pistachio medley's on there. Yeah, pistachio medley sucks, and also whatever James Iha decided to bring in that day. Not cool. Not cool, <laughs> James. Everything James Iha was wimpy and wimpy. Sniffling. Yeah, and Corgan's <laughs> like, and kind of obnoxious. Stop it, James! You get out of here, James. <laughs> all right, we'll put it on the album. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, is Triplicate longer than The Clash's Sanda Vista, Sanda Nadista, Sanda Vista? Oh. Another triple album. I'm going I'm to go with uh, The Clash is longer than that one. The Clash is longer. Why are yeah. you good at this game, man? You're killing this one, oh, too. I own, I own most of these albums. I know, but you don't know how long Triplicate is, and yet you are just yeah, but I, answering again, I confidently. Yeah, but again, I know it's on three LPs. All right, here's one. Yeah, that is a long freaking album. All right, here's one you don't. Here's they one. That thing to the kills. That was one where they used up every second of every LP. You're, on that puppy. That's thirty six tracks, baby. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Yeah, the clashes is longer, right? Okay. Is uh, triplicate longer than the Nine Inch Nails' "The Fragile"? I know you don't own that. Mm, 
I don't own that one. I'm not super familiar with it. Uh, Fragile is a double album, not a triple. Correct. They probably stuffed it. Um, I'm going to reluctantly go with, I'm going to go with the Fragile, but I'm, I'm not, not positive on this one. You are correct. The Fragile is longer than Triplicate. Okay. Wow. Okay, how about uh, Miles Davis's... <laughs> I'm having a hot day. Come on. Man, you are just... You better... You gotta I got get... one more sitting downstairs and waiting for me to win some more. I know you're a degenerate at the casino. You better get down there. You know, I will. <laughs> I will. I got, a, I got a lady down there. I, got, I can't, probably can't smoke at casinos anymore, but, you know, I'm going to smoke at casinos anyway. If anywhere, then there. Uh, okay, how about Miles Davis's Bitches Brew? The psych jazz masterpiece. Mm, I'm going to go with Bob's longer than that. It's You're correct. Bob Dylan's is longer than that. And the last one for the perfect score. I don't know how you're doing this. Uh, <laughs> the White Album by The Beatles. A famously long double album. Not true. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bob's longer than that one, too. Yep, you're right. Okay, so. <laughs> wow, man. You made you laid, you laid waste to, this, to these games. You are feeling hot. Okay, so triplicate happens to be ninety-five minutes and forty-two seconds. Oh, so not for a, a lot. not for a triple album, no. But you no. know, each each uh, each. It would have come through ninety-five minutes. I would comfortably said um, even a double LP. Correct, but the thing was, it was themed, and there were ten songs on each, and they did all blah this. blah 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 blah. Uh, oh, last last one is triplicate longer than any of our podcasts at ninety-five minutes. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> Not these days. I should have said. Some of our early podcasts. I should have said. Does triplicate feel longer than any of our podcasts? Yes. Yes. Hopefully. Our podcast just breeze by because they're such a delight to listen to at all times. All right, and to close out, to close out the triplicate section before I get to the next thing Bob Dylan did. Another section. Yes, I'm sorry, and I, I, I promise <laughs> I won't take too long because we've talked we've talked about it you know in a, a roundabout way many times, but. Here's here's to close out triplicate, which you know I know is an important milestone for you as a Bob Dylan, well, uh, has, you know, admirer. I mean, it's it's my second favorite Bob Dylan album to make fun of you about, right after Christmas in the Heart. Right, which I already debunked your Christmas in the Heart hatred. <laughs> I don't know about. Mostly Sand is awesome though. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> See exactly. Nothing nothing you could listen to off a of triplicate would make you say, "Oh, that's awesome." <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Just not that type of music. Anyway. Uh, Triplicate got, you know, sort of, you know, mostly favorable reviews. There's nothing offensive whatsoever about it. It's not, like, weird. The the impression I get of it is it's just bland. It's just there. It's bland and it's like, what? It's a hard thing to love as well. Who else would follow two discs of this exact same thing with a three-disc package, you know, just to top it all off. It's like it's like if the, the Sunday was in reverse. Like, if you got a little bit of whipped cream and then you dumped, like, a pound of ice cream on top of it. He's like, oh, what? that's weird. <laughs> that metaphor makes no sense. I think it does. I think you. I no, think you I'm... should. I think you should think about it. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, and I do realize that it was a simile, not a metaphor. But past that, still no sense. Well, let's let's think of an ice cream sundae, and generally, like. You know, if the Sunday was made of uh, similar materials, and what would you want to... You would want to put a little dollop of whipped cream on top to sort of top it off. You know, like, ooh, here's another couple here's another couple songs of this pile. But what Bob Dylan did was he put the dollops on the bottom, and then Triplicate came last, and he just dumped the ice cream right on top of the whipped cream. Does that not make sense? Does that make sense to you? It makes sense. I'll meet you more than halfway here, Jake. Hey, guys. Guys, get back to us. Uh, just give us a thumbs up or thumbs down if that simile <laughs> makes sense to you. Okay? 
All right. Who, what it didn't make sense to was the critic Neil McCormick from The Telegraph. Now, I want to give your permission. The Telegraph is a British publication. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to do it yeah, in a British, so. British accent. I don't get to do this because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the Bowie guy, but here we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he speaks for you and pretty much uh, most people when he says, Triplicate is an act of self-indulgence only of interest to complete us. We might be intrigued to read Picasso's poetry or hear Pinter's songbook, but no one needs five volumes of it. Now, it is surely time to find out what all of this is bringing to Dylan's own original art. He didn't win the Nobel Prize for crooning. The end. <laughs> I mean, it's, you run a little posh. It was kind of a posh <laughs> accent there, Jay. I don't know what posh is. I don't know. I do like... Hey, uh, I have a legitimate question for you, Jay. All right. Is That's it... what I've been saving until... Every, are we at the end of the triplicate segment? Because yep. this is like... That was... Is that the event for I the thought I would get. Segment? I thought I would get more of a reaction. You were you were too worried about my accent to get, you know, the, the burn, the sick burn. It was a sick burn. Okay, British right. burns, they just, they just go down easy, you know? <laughs> They're real nice. Okay, go it's ahead. Like brand, it's like a brand new Alexander. You just don't even know you're getting drunk. <laughs> don't even realize it. Hey, that was a terrible simile. <laughs> I was thinking of the Feist song right now, which I Randy hate. By the way, for Alexander. Reason. I like Feist, but for some reason that song just gets me into trouble. All right, go ahead. Goes down easy. Bum, bum, Goes bum, down easy. Randy. Yeah, I can't stand that song for another reason. Hey, here's my legitimate question, Dick. All right. So, Triplicate is uh, Dylan's most recent album. Correct. In 2017. That's correct. What do you, as the fan, not that I expect anyone ever knows with Bob, but what do you, as the fan, expect Bob's going to do next? What's your best guess? That's a fantastic question. And, I mean, the answer is really, like, who knows? Who who can really tell? I mean, he's certainly, he's been in, he's been in kind of a holding pattern with these things. I... I'm wondering if we're going to get an album of original material next. Now, whether that's just the same as it's always been in the last 15 years, uh, that's anyone's guess. I don't know. I've heard no rumblings. Okay. Yeah. I'm hoping for an album of uh, David Boy covers. <laughs> that would be... That would be amazing. <laughs> that, I would just die. <laughs> that would be fuel for the podcast for years to come. We would keep it going next, like, 30 episodes just oh. because of that. Oh, he did have a single released in 2017 that's sort of like that, but not really. He, okay. for some reason, covered uh, Paul McCartney's Things We Said Today uh, for a ni- uh, 2014 McCartney tribute, and for some reason they released the song as a single in 2017. I don't know why. Hey. So, okay. All right. You got any more segments here? Yep, what do we got going? I do. What's up so next? I just have to tell you about uh, the Bootleg Series Volume 13. It's Trouble oh, yeah. No More. It's the Gospel oh. Tour, 1979 to 1981. We've been talking. We just talked about in depth last episode. We've been talking a lot about it, and it's live. It's all live versions. It's all unreleased live versions from the uh, from from the tour. I, of course, <laughs> famously on this podcast, do not have the Super Deluxe Edition because it's an eight CD Super Deluxe Edition <laughs> plus the DVD, Jake. Yes. Plus the DVD, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the DVD is. Quick, it is a musical film called, also, you guessed it, Trouble No More. Trouble No More. A musical film. Trouble. It's directed by Jennifer LeBeau and Ron Cantor, and it features, uh, you know, like concert footage and and footage shot during those tours. What's interesting about it is it's got new material written by somebody Mm -hmm. named Lou Sarte. Sante. Um, these are basically fiery, kind of Baptist-like uh, sermons 
and testimonies and stuff, but they're all narrated and performed by the actor Michael Shannon. Do you know who that is? Uh, the name sounds kind of He's kind of a tallish guy. He's really scary. He plays like a really, really, really nice bad guy. And I can't... I'm, I'm struggling to think of what movies he's in. He's in a lot of indie right. movies. Look I'm, him up. I'm on it, Jake. You tell us about something else, and I will anyway, try to listen to you at the same time and so fail miserably. I guess these were sort of inspired by Bob Dylan's you know, crazy testimonies and, and stuff like that that he was doing on stage at that time. But Michael Shannon comes out like in a in a suit and with a Bible and all this and like goes to a pulpit that they found somewhere in a church and like recites these crazy, uh, you know, these crazy, uh, sermons and stuff. And that's part of the, that's part of the movie, which is kind of, it's kind of odd. Oh, and, that guy. Yeah. You know, that guy took me a second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. What so do you he think is... he's most well known for? I know he's in a, one of those awful well, Superman movies, but. Well, he was a Man of Steel, which I, I did see that one. Yeah, right, was, that's the one I'm talking about. And that one was actually pretty good, I thought. Oh, he was, yeah, he okay. Was the, I thought it was, I don't, I thought it I don't, was I don't remember, I don't remember. I haven't, yeah, anyway, I most, I just saw, he's in The Shape of Water, which I just saw a couple weeks ago. Oh, I keep meaning to see that. Awful, oh man, he's so bad, and he's just an awful guy in that one. Yeah, he's a really, like, he plays a violent bad guy real good. Yeah, that he plays Violent Bad Guy in Man of Steel and Shape of Water. He's yeah. also in, so those are the ones I'm thinking of right away. Okay. He's also in Pearl Harbor, Yeah. Eight sure. Mile, sure. Bad Boys 2. <laughs> yes. Uh, Groundhog Day was his first movie. But he was in Groundhog it. Day? I love that movie. Apparently, but it might be a really small yeah, okay. role. I don't know. Those are the ones that I'm thinking of. All right, he's well, in Boardwalk he's Empire, but I haven't, I haven't seen that. I he's just also in Trouble No More, a musical film, so... Hey, great. File that Just away. All right. So nice. in lieu of actually talking about this album, I have a, I have a, I have a plea for both Bob Dylan and mostly his record company, but also our fans, but also you. Okay. Here's what I want to do. I figured out how to tell if we are as successful as a podcast. Okay. How we're going to be able to tell that is if Columbia slash Sony slash Legacy slash whatever, whatever the company is called these days, mm-hmm. they're going to send me. In the mail for free, a super deluxe edition of Bootleg Series Volume 13, 1979 to 1981 Gospel Tour Super Deluxe Edition. The whole eight CD DVD set. Yeah. yeah. So, fans, what I want you to do is I want you to implore whoever you know. I know you all let got it, contacts. Let it, let it yeah, I know in you fact, all it have does contacts. It doesn't have to be the record label. It could be any store that wants to provide this. That's true. That's true. And so, if anybody wants to send me, you know, or this, anybody who wants to like pool their money. And do this for Jake for Christmas this year. Whoa, I didn't think of that. Hey, you know I what? Who, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spearhead this one, Jake, on your behalf. Okay, please, take it over. I'm ready to throw in 10, maybe maybe 15 bucks, everybody. Whoa. <laughs> Can't go higher than that. Jake's not worth it to me. <laughs> yeah, knew that was coming. But we can put together the money for this and uh, present it to Jake on Christmas. I don't think I'm going to see him at Christmas this year. It's the only but, uh, it's the only Bootleg Series Super Deluxe Edition that I don't own. I have the two CD version because I was unwilling to pay one hundred seventy dollars for it. One hundred seventy dollars. That's what it was at the time. I'm sure it's more like okay. ninety or something now. So I, I get you guys could do it, but what I really want, I want them to send. I want a record company to send us something, Chaz. Yeah, they can send you something too. You should figure out what they can send you. That's a David Bowie thing. And then well, we I just can... want them to send me the new thing, the conversation piece. Yeah. I just heard. So, guys. It's, it's down to, brand new, it's down to, you know, 118 bucks. Used, we can get it for 92 everybody. Okay, and that just came out. Not so, too shabby. You know, maybe wait shabby. till next year to fet Chaz with that thing. 
It'll be like but no, I'm, no, I'm talking about Trouble No More we can get for 92. Oh, see, exactly. That's what I thought. Yeah. Was it about 92 90 for you is 100, 118, brand new. Listen, I'll be flattered if the fans and you, Chaz, send me this thing, but I want I want like some representative of Bob Dylan to be like, these guys are worth uh, you know, them talking about our product. Yeah. So send it to them. I mean, we're doing it for free right send now. It. We could be doing it for free. Send boxes. it overnight. <laughs> That's what they'll say. Hey, great. Hey, great. <laughs> All right. Hey, why don't you do some All points? Right. Points. All right. Points it there up. were two things worth pointing. Two. In 2017. The first was Cracked Actor, a live album completely unreleased from 1974. Um, Cracked Actor is the name of a song on Aladdin Sane from 1973. Yep. This was the second leg of his Diamond Dogs tour. He had recorded the majority of what would become the album Young Americans in the middle of the tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the second leg he renamed the Philly Dogs tour because he recorded it in Philadelphia and he was going for a Philadelphia soul sound. Yeah. So he did, the arrangements changed notably to being more soul based. He put in a couple of songs from the new unreleased album in there. Um, so it's showing the transition to the soul period, and it's uh, there is another album that's released in 1974 from the 1974 tour from the first leg called David Live, okay. which was not that great. This one's way better than that one. Super great. Um, there's there's a lot of similarities to the track listing except for the new songs, but it's just a better, it's a tighter, bolder, more energetic, better show overall. Boy. So um, it was good. It's a good show. I like it. And it's nice that it's completely released too. So I'm giving that one a two out of a possible negative three to three points for okay, a level. Okay, very nice. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Sweet. Good one. Next up, we have a new career in a new town box set. This is one of those big, fat, career-spanning box sets which which have which have no to very little new material on them. Yep. Um, this covers 1977-1982, which is my favorite David Bowie period. Totes. So it's got things like Low and Heroes and Lodger and Scary Monsters in it. Um, some of his very best albums. Does not Season Station was in the previous one. That's my other the other one. I, I extended my period out to seventy six. Um, has almost nothing new and it does have two unreleased live tracks in the newest version of Stage, the live album from nineteen seventy eight, which has been messed with a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. As detailed we've here, in, we've gone into this in every episode of this podcast. Yeah, and I did an article about it on the, on the, uh, the website, boybristadone.com, if you're interested in reading it. Um, overall, great music, nice looking set. There was a little hiccup. They uh, they reissued replacement CDs for Heroes. For oh, yeah. Heroes album. That was a, that was a whole thing. There was this period in, and it is notable. It's, not, it's noticeable. It's a song Heroes on the album Heroes, you know, one of Bowie's biggest, most iconic songs of them all you know top five for sure oh yeah um it's noticeably quieter (laughs) like in the middle of the song they it sounds like it might have been from like degeneration on the master talks or something uh and so they just went with it like they it was sounds like it was a purposeful choice on parlophone's part to use this and to not make changes to it they described it as a lack of energy or something which and it's one of those terms like i don't know wardrobe malfunction or uh (laughs) Or something that's just like, it's just trying to click cloud something that is obviously a problem. I don't right, know. yeah. It feels like it's saying, you know, I did not inhale or something. I don't know. It it was, anyway, they re, they issued replacement discs of Heroes, which probably cost them a pretty penny. I got one. Sweet. I got the replacement disc. I have them both now in the box set. Because, you know, what are you going to do with the old one? I got to throw it away. Uh, no. 
So these sets have been really nice. They, you know, I've got the Japanese style mini LP. I bought the CD version, um, also LP version, but I bought the CD version. Got Japanese style mini LPs. The CDs are gold instead of silver, Jake, of because why not? Yeah, make them gold. So I'm giving this a snow, almost no mention. Oh, the other notable thing was there's a complete album remix of Lodger by Tony Visconti, the, mm. produce, the original producer, not a remix, a new mix mm. of Lodger, which I actually believe is superior to the original one. Okay. Apparently there were some problems. We talked about this in 79. We did. Apparently there were some episode. problems with, with the mix, um, with the problems with the studio they were at to mix the album that didn't have everything they needed it to have, basically. Um, so they were never, apparently Bowie was never, and Visconti too, were never entirely happy with the mix on it. So Visconti had started this new mix before Bowie died. Bowie listened to a few of the tracks before he died and gave it his approval. And uh, so Visconti finished it after Bowie died. So I actually liked the new mix better than the original mix, which is an unusual thing for this type of thing. Usually, whatever they do, you're like, matter. why the heck did they do it? Right. So... Basically, no new material though in this, so it's not. It's a negative one to one spread. I'm giving it a one. Yeah. And then uh, this one is deserving of another point for the totally sweet deluxe physical product. Okay, so you're giving it. Okay, so you're giving it two points. I'm giving it two points. It gets the one because it's just a sweet, nice package, which we we allow for this type of thing. Sure. So this is a total of four points. Okay, four points. That's a good batting average. It's good. It's nice. Yeah. All right. Real, real nice. Hey, way to go. Way to go, dead boy. Real, real. Real, real good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's do Bob Dylan's points. He yeah. uh, he never-endingly toured, once again. <laughs> uh, it also did not end in 2017. My policy is I give that a plus point five unless something crazy happens, so I'll give it a plus point five. Yeah, nice one. All right, he had, well, I mean, stinking. Okay, let's just do albums. Triplicate. So I listened, I played a whole, you know, I played 95 minutes and 42 seconds of cribbage with my wife one night, and we just, we flipped records. We just oh, listened to it. Now you know the vinyl version of it, don't you? I do, because... Looked, it looked pretty swanky. Do you have the swanky version? Oh, yeah. Is there more than one version? I don't know. There is. So I got the, I got the, like, uh, I got the swanky version where it looks like a record from the 1940s, or 20s yeah. even. It's it like, looks pretty nice. I it's very nice. It. It's very nice. And I figured if I'm going to have this, I mean, you can get it for like $7 on triple CD. <laughs> Which you know, with bad with bad Dillard albums, I that that's what I normally do. But this one I don't think is actually bad. And plus, if you're gonna like buy into their little experience they're trying to sell you, yeah, you know. And I Go did, I got it, yeah, I got it know? for like twenty bucks. It wasn't, it did not set me yeah. back. So yeah, you know, I enjoy it. However much I enjoy it, it's like a hundred percent bump because I have it on this deluxe vinyl version of it. Yeah, so I can see that. Um, yeah, yeah. it's it's extremely pleasant. That's about all you can say about it. Um, there's nothing offensive about it. It's not like you would put it on and be mad at it, you know. I get I get that people are sort of culturally mad at him for doing this, but oh, who cares? He's Bob Dylan. He's going to do whatever he wants anyway. So uh, I give it a plus point five as an hey, entire sounds album. Good. Yeah, sounds good. Why not? He's got four singles, and this is what I did with these, Chaz. The three singles that he released sound exactly the same. So the first one is I Could Have Told You. And, you know, you, you put it on, sounds nice. That's a plus point five. The second one is my one and only love, which sounds exactly like the first one. And you're like, <laughs> what is going on? So you give it a negative point five. <laughs> and then Stardust comes on, his third single, and you're like, well, this is a classic. Good job, Bob. You give it a plus point five. So for all of those singles, it's a plus point five. five. Okay. That sounds good. Yep. All right. Yep. When You Gonna Wake Up is the live track that they released as a single off of uh, the Bootleg series. 
I think, you know, just to talk about the bootleg series for a moment, actually, instead of uh, begging people to send me deluxe editions of the CDs. <laughs> no, that still stands, everyone. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, don't, don't, I'm not don't giving up. It didn't happen. It I'm, happened. I'm not giving up. It happened, and 20 people will hear this, and it'll be awesome. Jake. 40. Wait, you, just, you bring yourself down so much here. <laughs> Our podcast is way better than you indicate repeatedly on the show. I just want to... We had hundreds hundreds of downloads every month. I know, you're right, you're right, you're right. And I I monitor it. This isn't false, you know, brevidocio here. We're we're doing all right here. We're doing all right. I agree. more than 20 people listening to this. I'm just being, you know, I'm just like having a little uh, self-deprecation to bring to the table here. Well, your false humidity offends me, (laughs) Gene. I'm sorry I've offended you. That's the first time I ever have, and I apologize. (laughs) First time in our 36 years. First time ever. I've never said anything mean. Almost 37. Almost 37. Hey, we're getting there, aren't we? Huh? <laughs> hey, hey, I was thinking, Chaz, you're the silver fox and I'm the lion in winter. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, I could agree to that. For sure. Yeah, I think, and actually our guys are kind of like that too. Like, Bowie was definitely more debonair than Dylan, but Dylan's more gross. Well, because he got better looking as he got older. Yeah, but he also had a manner about him. You know, Dylan's never yeah, been debonair, but he Dylan's did. like a gruff old man for sure. So he's like, oh, yeah. he's, yeah, the, he's, he's the, the lion, lion in winter. winter. <laughs> 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 uh, yep, yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So everyone agrees on that. That's fine. Um, hey, everyone. The, everyone. So this, All this, 20 of our listeners. This covers the three... Several hundred of our listeners. This covers the three <laughs> gospel albums, but only their tours. So the gospel albums are uh, Slow Train Coming, Saved, mm-hmm. and then, um, gosh, doesn't matter what the third one is, because it, it got pretty dark. We, we talked to Thank you. Chaz. Whoa. Hey, uh, I got your back. Got man, your back. Thanks. Man. I didn't even look that one up, by the way. I take back whatever I take back whatever that mean thing I said about you just a second ago. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, what it okay, was. cool. Okay, cool. Man. Well, most recently you just called me a silver fox, so it wasn't even mean. It was a good one. Hey, that's that's true. That's just a fact. Uh, so the albums are terrible and no one, no one really likes them. Um, but the live, you know, I was pleasantly surprised by the live material. Well, I mean, we were talking about this at the time, how like everything both of our guys comes out with, like they just poop out whatever happened yeah. decades ago right. and it gets a critical reevaluation mm-hmm. and all of a sudden everything they ever, everybody used to hate, now they love it. Right. And if, and if someone... This is one of those where it's like best new reissue on Pitchfork and like... Totally. From period that everyone hated it. Yeah, but you know, back then it wasn't quite to the it wasn't quite to the era where things were being recorded and released. Like he had never released a live album of this time period. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I think the general consensus even then was like the live material sounds a lot better. And I, I vouch for that a hundred percent. It's okay, actually okay. All right. you know, it's 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 pretty good stuff. Do um, we call it the tin machine effect? I don't know. I don't know the tin machine effect. I think it's I think anything's better than Tim Machine, no matter what. <laughs> Not anything. Bowie even had periods worse than Tin Machine. <laughs> That's true. Well, Dylan's gospel albums are probably worse than Tin Machine, but not the live albums. <laughs> uh, so now I don't have the deluxe edition, so I can't invoke our one our one point, um, uh, you know, super deluxe addendum. Yeah. So out of a possible three to three, I'm going to give it a plus one point five. Hey, nice. Yeah, you know, good liner notes and all that stuff too, mm-hmm. like good essays and everything. Just like they're they're good at that stuff at the at yeah, the, they are at the Dylan camp. So, and then he had a single from there called "When You Gonna Wake Up." You know, I guess I'll give it a plus point five. Is okay. all. So what do we got here? We got 
Oh, I got a plus 3.5. You just did it. You just oh, man. Me. I was wondering. I was sitting there. I was like, hoping we had a... I thought we had to have another tie on our hands. I know. I almost feel like giving something a plus 0.5 so we can have a tie. <laughs> I kind of feel like they deserve a tie this year. But... All right. Let's do it. Let's see here. <laughs> what can we do? Uh, I'm going to give him one for the three singles. Yeah, that's what I would do too. Somehow he gets that second one where you gave it negative point five. Yeah, that was unfair. It wasn't offensive enough to give it negative point five. No, it's definitely a zero. All right, it's a zero. All right, we tied. Woohoo! This is all completely objective. Absolutely. You know we. Well, I, I used some uh, I used some steroids before this. I just want to want to admit <laughs> just that. A bit. I'm so sorry. Just a, little, just a little bit. I'm so sorry, America. I used steroids. <laughs> All right, there, meathead. Let's go. Oh, I'm getting mad now. <laughs> Full of rage. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Next up is our 40th episode. Oh man. On these round crazy fourth episode, we mean 40 years, not 40 episodes. Ah, uh, yeah, it's been around for 40 years now. 40 years, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, we On these round numbers, we like to change stuff up a little bit and do some top 10 lists. And this 40th anniversary is no different. Yep. So next episode, we'll be hitting you with the top 10 eras. Yep. Each of our men to change themselves dramatically multiple times throughout the years. So we're going to look times. at some of those and uh, pick out our top 10 in order for that experience. These episodes tend to go like three, four hours long, I think, right? <laughs> uh, three, four days is what you mean. Three, four days. Um, so look forward to that. Yep. And we'll see you next time. All right. Wow. Thanks for hanging in there, guys. Hour and 20 minutes. That's all. <laughs> I'm going to say Angel and Centerfold. <laughs> so all right. Well, you keep... This was the most of the episode. He's Chaz and he likes Bowie. <laughs> I'm certainly going like Bowie. Yes, I am. <laughs> and I'm Jake. And I love Dylan. And our blood runs cold. Our memories have just been... Except I only know that one line in the chorus. So I'm just going to know where I'm going. Angels in the centerfold. Angels in the centerfold. Out.